Welcome to the Dhamma Podcast. The audio recording that follows was recorded during S.N. Goenka's tour of North America in 2002, known as the Meditation Now Tour. This podcast will be updated monthly, with additional archives from S.N. Goenka's talks and questions and answer sessions, as well as other speakers discussing aspects of Vipassana meditation as taught by S.N. Goenka. This podcast is sponsored by Pariyati, a nonprofit publisher that offers written, audio, and video content and whose mission is to enrich the world by disseminating the words of the Buddha, providing sustenance for the seeker's journey, and illuminating the meditator's path. For more information regarding Pariyati, please go to www.pariyati.org. That is www.pariyati.org. For more information on Vipassana meditation as taught by S. Goenka, including a schedule of courses offered throughout the world, please see www.dhamma.org. That is www.dhamma.org. Friends, I am very glad to be with this intellectual audience of this city. We have all assembled here to understand what is Vipassana, and how it can help the leaders of the society <coughs> to give a proper lead to the society. Vipassana teaches us before you lead others, Learn how to lead yourself. Attahi attanonatho. Be your own masters. Because you make your own future. If you are your own masters properly, then you can lead others also so that they can also become their own masters. And this is possible only when one learns how to observe, observe the truth within oneself. It is easy to observe the truth outside And we keep on giving all the importance to the truth outside. We have to give importance to the truth outside. But that is only partial truth. Partial truth is many a times distorted truth. So when we are aware of the truth outside, at the same time, we should be aware of the truth inside. Then we are with the totality of the truth. In that case, any decision that we make is always a good decision, good for ourselves, good for others. Buddha, the enlightened one, I call him a super scientist of the field of spirituality. He discovered certain realities 
that made him enlightened, fully enlightened. And this is what he kept on teaching to the people, one and all, for the rest of his life. Know yourself. Know the truth about this physical structure, the mental structure. How misery arises, how it multiplies, how it overpowers you, and then you are helpless. The action that you take, physical or vocal, is not healthy, not wholesome. And later on you start repenting, I should not have said like this, I should not have done like this. But similar situation next time, again similar wrong reaction, because one has never cared to see what is happening within the framework of the body. Seeing things outside is important in life. We can't close our eyes to the truth outside, the truth of the world, the misery. <clears throat> Apparently there are miseries in the life, desirables, undesirables. One keeps on facing desirables, undesirables. One keeps on getting disassociated with desirables, keep on getting associated with undesirables, and one becomes miserable. No one can deny this is misery. One gets old, wrinkles near the eyes, eyes get swollen, misery. How can anybody deny? One moves nearer and nearer to the death, misery. How can anyone deny? But the enlightenment, the great scientist found out the real misery lies inside the interaction of mind and matter. These are all miseries, apparent miseries. But at the deeper level, how this corporeal structure and the mental structure keep on influencing each other. And without one knowing what is happening deep inside, one keeps on reacting, reacting. And one becomes miserable and this misery keeps on multiplying, multiplying, multiplying. This is the root of the arising of misery. So Vipassana was taught, he himself practiced it and taught where you start reacting and where you start generating negative emotion which make you miserable and then make others miserable. The great discovery made by this enlightened person was that at the apparent level it looks that one is reacting to outside objects like a shape, a form, a color, a light comes in contact with the eye sense door 
a sound comes in contact with the ear sense door, a smell comes in contact with the nose sense door, a taste comes in contact with the tongue sense door, something tangible comes in contact with the body sense door, a thought or an emotion comes in contact with the mind sense door, and one reacts. One will like it, dislike it. When one likes it, one reacts with craving, clinging, craving, clinging. When one dislikes it, aversion, hatred, aversion, hatred. This is true. Who can deny that? But this is not the totality of the truth. The great discovery of this enlightened person was when any outside object comes in contact with the sense door, any sense door, there is bound to be a sensation on the body. And a part of the mind gives valuation to the object that has come in contact with the sense door. If this part of the mind gives valuation, good, then the sensation becomes very pleasant. There is a flow of very pleasant sensation. Or this part of the mind gives valuation very bad. Then the flow of vibration, very unpleasant vibration. After that only one reacts. This missing link was discovered <coughs> by this great scientist. We have all the literature available of the spiritual tradition of India of those days and we find most of the tradition they kept on saying don't get indulged don't get indulged in the sensual objects by craving or aversion the teaching was there but Buddha says no you are not reacting to the outside object it appears to be so it seems to be so but the truth is that you are reacting to the body sensation. So by this technique, one develops the faculty to feel sensations throughout the body. Very intensified, solidified, gross, unpleasant sensations like pain, pressure, heaviness, numbness, very easy to feel. We keep on feeling them. But there are so many different types of sensations going on. In this physical structure, so many different types. As one practices vipassana and goes deeper, 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 one reaches a stage where the entire physical structure, the entire mental structure, the combination of the two, there is no solidity at all. Solidity is a truth at the apparent level. At a deeper level, no solidity. All this solidity gets dissolved. Mere vibration, mere vibration. Understand, 26 centuries back, this great super scientist discovered, not with the help of modern scientific apparatus or instruments, he discovered by his own insight, by his own experience, the entire body, it looks so solid, 
but actually it is nothing but tiny little particles, tiny little particles which are invisible. Tiniest particle of the material world, he gave it the name of Kalapa. And this Kalapa, the tiniest particle, is also not solid. He says this also vibrates, vibrates. So entire physical structure vibrating, vibrating. Similarly, so outside also, the entire material world, mere vibration, mere vibration. Our good scientist, a little over hundred years ago, realized the same truth. There is no solidity in the material world at all, mere wavelets, wavelets, wavelets. He realized this not for the sake of quenching the thirst of curiosity. What is this body? How it is made of? What is this mind? What are the mental contents? The whole process of investigation was to understand where misery arises, where we start reacting wrongly, negatively, where we start harming ourselves and where we start harming others and how to come out of it. And he discovered that the entire physical structure, mere wavelets, wavelets, vibration, vibration, vibration of this wavelength or that wavelength, this velocity or that velocity, mere vibration, sabbo, loko, pakampito, pakampito, mere vibration. So also the mental structure and the contents of the mind, at the apparent level they come very solidified, intensified, like emotion has come, anger has come, passion has come, fear has come, very intensified. The technique wants you keep on observing, observing. It gets divided, dissected, disintegrated, dissolved, dissolved. So the mind and the matter, nama and the rupa, both are mere vibration, vibration, vibration. As one reaches that stage, one has to first train the mind. As I said, leader has to learn how to lead oneself first before you try to lead others, you have to lead yourself. Lead yourself to know what is going wrong. It's self-introspection, self-observation, self-awareness. What is happening? Something has happened outside. Yes, correct. What is happening inside? For that the mind has to be made very sharp, very sharp, very subtle, very sensitive. So he gave a technique for that. Observe the breath, natural breath, normal breath, as it is. Don't make it a breathing exercise. The breath as it is, not as you would like it to be, as it is. If it is deep, it is deep. If it is shallow, it is shallow. Passing to left nostril, left nostril, right nostril, right nostril. Just observe. Just observe. The process, the exercise is to develop the faculty of awareness, awareness of the truth pertaining to your mind and matter structure. <coughs> the breath, at the apparent level, it looks that this is a physical function. 
the lungs are working. That is why we, we breathe in or we breathe out true. But the breath is strongly related to mind also and very strongly related to mental impurities. People come to Vipassana courses for three days, they keep on working. Awareness of the breath, awareness of the breath. Mind keeps on wandering and you bring back, the mind wanders, you bring back. As the mind calms down a little, one notices when mind has wandered, either in the past or in the future, some memory of the past, some fear of the future or aspiration of the future, and it's emotion arises, either fear or aversion, any emotion. And one notices, as soon as emotion arises, the breath loses its normality. It is no more normal. It will become slightly hard, slightly fast. And when that is gone, mind has become again calm. The breath also becomes calm. So the breath is a physical function, no doubt, but at the same time, it is strongly related to mind, mental impurities. Vipassana starts to train oneself, observing the breath, observing the breath, and that also in a very small area. Just the small area below the nostrils, above the upper lip, you fix your attention there and keep on feeling the breath coming in, going out, coming in, going out. Because you are working with very small area and because you are working with the truth, no imagination is allowed. No verbalization, no visualization, no imagination, just the truth as it is. You are observing, observing, mind wanders, you bring it back, mind wanders, you bring it back. Within three days, the breath starts becoming shorter and shorter, subtler and subtler. Like a thin thread, it comes out and makes a U-turn and goes in. So thin, so subtle. And mind has been observing it, so mind also becomes very subtle. Very subtle and very sensitive. Then it starts feeling further subtler realities on this part of the body. Throughout the body, every moment there is some biochemical reaction or the other, some electromagnetic reaction or the other, which keep on manifesting themselves as this physical sensation or that physical sensation. So there are sensations throughout the body every moment. But the mind is so gross, it can feel only very gross sensations, not the subtle one. Working here on a small area, the mind becomes sharper, sharper, subtler, subtler, more and more sensitive. It starts feeling different types of sensations in this area. And once one has started feeling different kinds of sensation in this area, the next day, one starts feeling sensations from the top of the head to the tips of the toes, throughout the body. Every part of the body, every moment, every particle of the body, every moment, wherever there is life, there is bound to be sensation. There is sensation. Now you are training your mind to feel those sensations. Again, the sensations look like these are pertaining to the body, because body sensations. But again, they are strongly related to the mind. Whenever any impurity, any defilement, any emotion arises in the mind, 
there's a sudden change in the chemistry of the body and different kinds of sensation arise like you generate anger hatred ill will animosity any negative emotion and you find there is a flow of very unpleasant sensation throughout the body sometimes burning sensation the palpitation increases the tension gets built up you are a miserable person one doesn't want to harm oneself but out of ignorance without knowing what is happening within the framework of the body at the deepest level of the mind at the root level of the mind what is happening one is not aware and that is why one keeps on generating some defilement or the other sensations may be pleasant may be unpleasant due to this reason or that reason sometimes to be neutral and at the root level the mind is constantly in contact with the body and keeps on reacting to these sensations pleasant sensation it reacts with craving clinging unpleasant sensation aversion hatred craving and aversion craving and aversion and going deep inside one starts realizing everything not to be accepted merely at the intellectual level everything has to be experienced at the experiential level one finds that as soon as i generate craving in my mind i lose the peace of my mind i lose the harmony of my mind i lose the happiness of my mind i lose the balance of my mind i become a miserable person similarly when i when i react with aversion as soon as i react with aversion i lose the peace harmony happiness the balance of my mind i become a miserable person because one does not realize the truth at the deepest level of the mind and matter he gave so much importance to his mind and matter and the sensation that arises because of mind and matter how you are reacting to these sensations so you have to train the mind so that it is able to feel different kinds of sensations in the body and then you have to train the mind not to react come out of the old habit of reacting with craving or with aversion however unpleasant a sensation may be when you take a course of vipassana for 10 days you start observing different kinds of sensations and you find my old habit pattern was that when there is unpleasant sensation i keep on reacting with aversion now we start observing the sensation that is a reason however unpleasant it may be however gross solidified intensified it may be is it eternal is not eternal sooner or later it passes away it arises seems to stay for some time and passes away it is not eternal and when one comes across very pleasant subtle vibrations then also arising passing arising passing every subtle sensation is a wavelet wavelet vibration vibration arising passing the characteristic remains the same one starts understanding the entire mind and matter constantly in a flow in a flux constantly changing something which is constantly changing what is the sense to react towards it with craving or with aversion the habit pattern starts changing you learn how to remain equanimous with every kind of sensations that you feel in the body and once you develop that faculty to remain equanimous with the sensations inside 
then in your daily life, whatever happens, you have to face. Every ordinary person has to face leaders of the society, leaders of a particular section of the society, or leader of the whole society. They have to face so many situations, so many ups and downs in their life, so many vicissitudes in their life. And whenever one comes across anything outside, there's a sensation in the body which is missing. And now you learn what's happening inside. And you train yourself not to react. Keep the balance of your mind. Keep the equilibrium of your mind. Equipoise of your mind. And then whatever decision you make will always be a good decision, healthy decision, wholesome decision. Otherwise, blind decision, because you do not know with what base you are making a decision. Your base is unwholesome. You are agitated at the depth of the mind. So whatever action you take, vocal or physical, I know, being a businessman in my life, half of my life in business, born in a business house, lived in business, I know with so much situation came in the life and I used to react so wrongly. The whole atmosphere around me, it was such an unpleasant scenario in my office. Everybody feels agitated because I am agitated. I am leading this office. I am leading this factory. And if I am agitated all the time, what atmosphere I am giving there? People also get agitated. Many times when I get agitated, irritated, infuriated, I shout, I yell. I feel that without shouting, without generating anger, these people won't work. Yes, they work out of terror. Otherwise, we may be dismissed. So they work. But what sort of work? Do they give real creative energy with this kind of mind that they have, full of terror? After Vipassana, such a big change came coming. Whenever any negativity arises, immediately one realizes, look, negativity. And one also realizes, whenever I generate any negativity, I am the first victim of the negativity. I myself become so miserable. And then I distribute this misery to others. The entire atmosphere around me becomes so tense. Everyone becomes miserable. And with this calm mind, quiet mind, Vipassana does not make you inactive. You become very active. But the reaction, the habit of blind reaction goes away. You are very active. But the mind is very peaceful, calm, quiet, full of love, compassion. So all the emotion is positive emotion, constructive emotion, not harmful. Otherwise destructive emotion, depressive emotion, distressive emotion. Whole atmosphere is charged with this kind of vibration. Where the leader is un unhappy, everyone else are also unhappy. This is not the proper type of leadership. For proper type of leadership, one has to build an atmosphere around full of peace and harmony. So that creative, creative energy of everybody starts manifesting and good results come. The capacity to work increases. Better results. I found after coming from Vipassana and practicing daily Vipassana, I found my business increased, my turnover increased, my profit increased. And what I lost, 
was my misery. Such a miserable person. I used to work about eight hours a day and then come back home so fatigued, so exhausted and sometimes so irritated without any <coughs> reason. I will shout on my wife, I will shout on my children. They have not made any mistake, but still my anger, my hatred has to be expressed somewhere. A miserable life. And after that I find not eight hours, ten hours, twelve hours, and still so fresh, capacity to work increases, decision-making becomes better. If the mind is cloudy, disturbed, how can you make good decision? If the mind is calm, tranquil, then you go to the depth of the problem and you get a solution from the depth of the problem and the solution is always a good solution, healthy solution. It is very important for the leaders of the society. First, learn yourself, how to lead yourself. And then you are able to lead others also. Because you become a good example. An executive in business or executive in administration or executive in a social society, doing social works, anywhere. If one is living a life of calm, Tranquility, peace, harmony, generating nothing but love, compassion, goodwill for others. The whole atmosphere gets charged, charged with the vibration of love, compassion. This great scientist discovered what is happening within us. Out of my ignorance when I generate anger, what happens? He found out there is a secretion. Secretion of a chemical start flowing with the stream of the blood. The secretion may be glandular or non-glandular. It starts flowing with the, breath, with the blood and it is so unpleasant. I am generating anger due to some reason outside. Somebody has insulted me, somebody has done something undesirable and I generate anger. And now what happens? There is a secretion of unpleasant chemical which makes me feel very unhappy. And I react. I react with anger. The more I react with anger, the more this flow. The more this flow, the more I react with anger for hours together. I keep on rolling in anger, anger, anger. Misery. Somebody has done something which I didn't like and this person is gone. This incident is over. That the incident inside is not over. I keep on generating anger, anger, because I keep on generating what he called asava. The word asava means a flow. A flow of chemical which is so unpleasant, which makes you more and more unpleasant and you react again with anger, anger. Same thing with passion, same thing with fear. Every kind of defilement that you generate in the mind, it starts flowing with the chemical of the body. And that makes you generate that particular defilement more, more and more, more and more. One becomes miserable hours together, sometimes for days together. Who is responsible? It becomes clearer and clearer. For my misery, I am responsible, nobody else. For my happiness, I am responsible, nobody else. And that is not to be accepted merely at the intellectual level. That does not help. Because when you start reacting with negativity, you forget all your intellectual understanding. At that time, you are so carried away by this emotion. 
and you start working in a very wrong way and later on you repent i should not have said so i should not have done so but similar situation again you react in the same way so to change the behavior pattern of the mind the habit pattern of the mind at the root level not just at the surface level we are not here to condemn different techniques that were prevailing in the country at that time or nearly all the tradition had one technique or the other to calm down the mind to make the mind more peaceful to purify the mind and through some of them i had passed before i came to vipassana it does calm down the mind it does purify the mind but just on the surface level it may go slightly deeper but it does not go to the root level and buddha said unless you work at the root level where the defilement arises the source of defilement where it multiplies where it overpowers you unless you reach that stage you are not coming out of your problem you got a huge poisonous tree in your compound very dangerous you cut it off good you cut it off roots are still there another will sprout more will sprout you are not liberated from that poison so at the surface level even if you purify your mind calm down your mind it is good compared to those who could not do even any purification at the surface level compared to that good but not very good unless you work with the root that was a great discovery of this enlightened person to go to the root level of the mind you have to work where the mind and matter comes in contact and the sensation arises and you start reacting unless you reach that stage you are far away from your root problem root problem and when you reach that stage you start coming out of all the problems at the root level it is nobody else can do that for us that's why i said you are your own master so self mastery one has to develop the mastery of oneself for observing the truth oneself self observation self introspection self realization look i am becoming miserable look how i am become miserable and self correction look how can i come out of misery the deep cause of becoming misery generating negativity is the body sensation and the way to come out of it is also body sensation this great discovery of this great scientist giving so much importance to the sensations on the body and taught people how to work if you are not aware what sort of sensations are coming and you keep on reacting in a wrong way you are not coming out of your old habit pattern but you are aware so even because of the old habit pattern you react you just react and then again you become come to senses and stop reacting stop reacting like this you change the habit pattern of the mind you live a better life more peaceful more harmonious good for you and good for others not just the leaders but everyone in the society has to learn this technique for 500 years this wonderful technique kept on working in the country of origin in india then due to some reason or the other it is for the research hist- historical research people to find out why it got lost it went to neighboring countries other countries there also after some few centuries got lost only one country myanmar or burma maintained it in its pristine purity from teacher to pupil from teacher to pupil from generation to generation over 2000 years 
very few people. Others were just involved in these rites, rituals, ceremonies, celebrations, etc. They forgot all about it. But few people maintained, and that is why it has come out again in its pristine purity, and it's acceptable to one and all because the whole teaching is so scientific. Nothing to do with any sect, totally non-sectarian. When you observe your breath, mere breath, what label can you give to the breath? Can you say this is Hindu breath or Buddhist breath or Christian breath? Breath is breath. And when you start observing these sensations and the negativities, you observe anger is there and look what sensation is there. What label do you give to the anger? How can you say this is Muslim, Buddhist anger or Hindu anger? And the sensation is a Buddhist sensation or Hindu sensation or Christian or Jewish. Universal. A human being is human being. Human mind is human mind. Whether one is white or black or or brown or yellow makes no difference. Whether one is a male or female makes no difference. Whether one is a Pakistani or Indian makes no difference. A Jewish or Palestinian makes no difference. Every human being, out of ignorance, one keeps on harming oneself and harming others. And out of wisdom, not just intellectual wisdom. Intellectual wisdom is necessary to give us inspiration, to give us guidance. Nothing wrong in that. But if we just limit ourselves to the intellectual understanding, it won't help. The experiential, the experiential wisdom. And then a change starts coming in the life. Change starts coming in the life. And that is why it is acceptable of one and all. There is no religion today in the world, no religion whose followers are not attending 10-day Vipassana courses. Their leaders are coming to Vipassana courses. Up till now, more than 2,000 Christian priests and nuns have participated in 10-day Vipassana courses and they keep on coming. And like this, with every community, every religion, the leaders are coming because they find it is ours, it is ours, it is ours. Every religion worth the name teaches us live a moral life. Every religion live a moral life with a disciplined mind, with a pure mind, full of love, compassion, goodwill, tolerance. This is the quintessence of every religion. But the difficulty is the outer shell that differs. Nothing wrong. Let the outer shell differ. But when you have so much attachment to this outer shell and you forgot all about this quintessence, then the trouble starts. Then the fanatism arises, terrorism arises. My religion is the right religion. Everybody must get converted to my religion. Otherwise, I better kill them. That sort of thing. Because you lost the essence of your religion. The quintessence is how to live a moral life. That means don't Perform any action, vocal or physical, which will disturb other beings, which will harm other beings, which will disturb the peace and harmony of other beings, and the atmosphere. Don't perform such actions. This is the teaching of every religion. Buddha went a step further because he was a great scientist, and he realized the truth of the mind and matter interaction. He says, when you are not performing any unwholesome action towards anybody, you feel, and rightly you feel, that I am a human being, a social being, I have to live in the society. If I keep on disturbing the peace and harmony of the society, how can I live peace and harmony? So I am obliging the society and without harming them. I don't kill, I don't steal, I don't have sexual misconduct, I don't speak lies, I don't speak harsh words, etc., etc. No vocal or physical action which will harm others. I am obliging the people. Yes, you are obliging the people. 
Buddha says, not, not only that, you are obliging yourself. Because when you go deep inside, you understand, you can't perform any unwholesome action, vocal or physical, you can't perform without first harming yourself. That was a great discovery of this enlightened person. Pubbe hanati attanang, pacha hanati sopare. First you kill your own peace and harmony, and then you kill the peace and harmony of others. Any action you take, vocal or physical, which is unwholesome, you notice, you can't do that without generating some defilement or the other in the mind. You kill somebody, you have to generate anger, hatred, ill will, animosity, and you are a miserable person. What is happening? You have become a miserable person. Before killing, you killed yourself. Similarly, you steal, or you have sexual misconduct, or you speak lies, or you try to deceive somebody, or speak harsh words. Chemistry of the body changes, and you become so miserable. You become so miserable. Once you start realizing that, then naturally, you can't take any action which will harm others, because you know, every action that will harm others will first harm me, and nobody wants to harm oneself. Everyone wants to live a peaceful life, happy life, harmonious life, without knowing what is happening within, within the framework of the body, at the deep level of the mind and matter interaction, what is happening, one does not know, one does not have the technique to go to that depth, and so one, out of ignorance, one keeps on generating one defilement or the other, one negativity or the other, make oneself miserable, make others miserable. A wonderful technique, which was lost to the world for last 2,000 years, has now come up, and is now being accepted by people of every community, every tradition, every religion, every country, and they find the same result. Wonderful result is coming. So the leaders of the society in this part of the world, whether you are leading this part of the society or that part of the society, this section of the society or that section of the society, I would say, find ten days of your life, learn this technique, for your good, for your benefit, and through you, for the good and benefit of so many others. May all of you enjoy real peace within yourself, real happiness, and real harmony. Good. The Buddha taught four foundations of mindfulness. Contemplation of body, contemplation of feeling, contemplation of mind, contemplation of mind objects. Vipassana seems to only concentrate on contemplation of the body. How does Vipassana deal with other three? When you practice it, you will know that you are dealing with all the four. 
you are dealing with all the four because whatever arises in the mind you can't observe your mind unless something happens in the mind otherwise you will be imagining i have got a mind so what what can what mind so he said very clearly clearly sai ragang va chittang or vit ragang va chittang a craving arises then you know oh look the mind with a craving or a mind with the aversion and then he said anything arises in the mind arises with a sensation on the body so then mind and mental contents also lead you to the sensation on the body and when you are working with the sensation on the body you are aware of everything mind mental contents body and sensation all are involved in this and it is not only just body and sensations what is the preparation needed for 10 day course no preparation don't come with any preparation otherwise we don't know what wrong step you might have taken and then to retreat from that will be dangerous come with a clean slate have a trial of 10 days and you will be benefited certainly how does it work to influence change on the outside of the body that means in the world once you start changing yourself then you will find that you have started influencing the atmosphere around you people around you if you can't change yourself and all the time you remain miserable tense then this is what you are distributing to others how can you give peace and harmony to others how can you change others unless you have changed yourself so the technique wants you first change yourself and then you are able to change others also with a calm quiet loving and compassionate mind whatever you speak will be very effective with the agitated mind whatever you speak it won't be effective people may accept out of terror but that has got no no worth because it cannot give a very creative result therefore make change in yourself and then you will find the world will get changed what can vipassana offer to offer to western psychology 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 western or eastern what makes the difference you go to the depth of your mind and it becomes so clear initially you will feel four aggregates of the mind four segments of the mind the first part in the language of those days was called vijnana we have nothing to do with the words its job is to cognize something has come in contact with ear sense door eye sense door nose sense door tongue sense door body sense door mind sense door this part of the mind oh something has happened at this sense door something has happened it cognizes and according to the law of nature because something from outside has come in contact and because of that contact there is a vibration in the body neutral vibration and then the second part of the mind will raise its head what has happened what has come in contact saying that what has come in contact with the ear is sound what sound with all the memory of the past experience of the past oh these are words what words words of abuse words of insult or words of praise it recognizes and not only recognizes it gives evaluation words of abuse very bad words of praise ah wonderful and the moment this valuation is given by this part of the mind the sensation changes the chemistry changes the flow of vibration which is neutral when you say very bad it becomes very unpleasant flow of vibration when you say very good it becomes a very pleasant flow of vibration and then only the fourth part will start working all this happens so quickly to explain it takes time but so quickly and then the fourth part reacts pleasant sensation craving clinging unpleasant sensation aversion hatred 
one remains under the impression that I am reacting to the outside world only. The world was pleasant, so I reacted. Word was unpleasant, I reacted. No, the missing link, that was discovered by this enlightened scientist. You have to go to that link of sensation. You are reacting to the sensation. Sensation created because of this outside contact. Yes, true. But unless you go to the sensation, you are not going to the root of the... So, you call it this psychology or that psychology. For me, it's human psychology. Everybody can understand that. Later on, one one goes very deep. One finds 121 types of mind. Separately, one will understand. 121 types of mind. 52 types of mental contents. This mind is arisen with this mental content. This arisen with this mental content. That is far away. Now, for kindergarten, it is good that you understand the four, you experience the four, and apply them in the life. They will be very helpful. How does Vipassana differ from mindful mindfulness meditation? It is mindfulness. What else? Vipassana is to be aware, to be mindful. Mindful of not only outside reality. Mindful along with that with the inside reality also. Say you are eating. You are mindful that I am eating. I am eating. The morsel has come in my mouth. And I am chewing. I am chewing. Or I am swallowing. I am swallowing. You are aware of that. At the same time you are aware of the sensation. When this food has touched your lip, what sensation? The gums, what sensation? The tongue, what sensation? The throat, what sensation? With the sensation, you are aware of the reality, outside reality, inside reality, totality of the reality, and this is how it helps. Otherwise, partial awareness. Please talk about letting go of guilt from past unwholesome actions. Always there is a big impact when somebody has committed something wrong. Or somebody else has committed wrong on you. There's a big impact in the mind. And whenever you remember that, you become so unhappy, so unhappy. This is totally prohibited in Vipassana. By, by the practice of Vipassana, you will find, as you are practicing, as you are practicing, the deep impact that you have on your mind will come on the surface. But it will come on the surface with a sensation. It can't come on the sur- surface only just a memory. It will come with a sensation. And you are trained to observe the sensation. Oh, this is not permanent. Let me see how long it lasts. This is not permanent. It becomes weaker, 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 passes away. The memory of that impact will remain, but the misery of that impact will go away. So any kind of guilt feeling will not help, except the fact, I made this mistake. Never try to justify your mistake. Accept it and make a decision in future no more. But whatever impact you have of the guilt, by this vipassana, it will all pass away. It will all pass away. How does pranayam fit into vipassana? Pranayam is totally different. We are not against pranayam. It is helpful. It is a physical exercise which will help your body to be healthy. Vipassana is totally different. Here you observe the reality as it is, yathabhuta, as it is, not as you would like it to be. So you don't try to change the breath. If it is long, it is long. If it is short, it is short. Left nostril, left nostril. Right nostril, right nostril. Just observe the reality as it is. As it is. The whole practice is to develop your faculty to be aware of the reality as it is. The reality pertaining to your own mind matter structure. Pranayam doesn't do that. Pranayam is the exercise of the, of the breath. It helps the body. Where does the mind abide when in concentration? 
when you practice, you will know how the mind is working. Uh, otherwise, whatever I explain, I don't know how will you understand. So in the beginning, the mind remains with the breath. And again, it wanders away in the past or future, some memory of the past, some thought of the future. Again, you bring, ba- bring it back to the breath. And like this, if you keep on working, 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 you go to the depth of the mind and you know how, when I was unaware of this, how I was continuing, continuously making mistake and harming myself. What has helped you most to keep your daily practice? The change in my life, I find with my daily practice, I remain so peaceful, so harmonious, so happy. And people who are with me, they also feel that I am really a happy person. I make them happy also. So that gives me all the inspiration to practice every day. How would you describe your sense of the connection between the peaceful sense of non-doing versus the, the intention required to reach long-term goals? You have to work. Vipassana does not make you inactive. That misunderstanding should go away. Vipassana makes you active, very active. It is not that, let somebody come and cut me like a vegetable, I don't care, I am a Vipassana meditator. Oh, no. You have to take very strong action. Don't allow anybody to exploit you, to harm you. Don't allow anybody to harm others also. You use soft language, try to explain this person what you are doing. You are harming yourself, you are harming others. But if this person does not understand soft language, you have to use hard language. But with the condition that you first observe yourself. You observe the sensation inside. Few seconds only, you become so perfect. Few seconds, you find my mind is equanimous. Then whatever action you take, even very hard action, it is effective. Because you have not harmed yourself, so you won't harm others. I give sometimes example of a potter who makes a pot with the earth before putting it in the oven, the pot, and he keeps on beating it. But to make it, not to break it. So he has one hand below and then beats it. So the hand of compassion is there, love is there, then beat, doesn't matter. Nothing wrong. But not with aversion, not with anger. Rather, you are harming yourself. How can you help others? You can't correct anybody unless first you correct yourself. How does jhanic practice and kasinas figure into vipassana? Well, there are two types of vipassana. One is you get trained in jhanic practice, first jhana, second jhana, third jhana, fourth jhana, and then practice vipassana. But that takes such a long time. And nowadays people don't have that much time. So you start with jhana, which is not absorbs and dhyana, but you are aware of the breath. Your mind is getting concentrated with the truth, getting concentrated. Kasina arises, there is sometimes light arises. Don't give any importance to these kasinas. You are aware of your breath, you are aware of the touch of the breath, then you are aware of the sensation. That is your kasina now. That is your uh, symbol on which you have to work, the object on which you have to work. And that takes you towards vipassana. What role does your wife play in your vipassana practice? Is she inspiration? Companion or what? <laughs> she is everything. I am not complete without her. She is my half and better half. Without her, how can Vipassana be taught by a lay person? A good example must be given by the lay teacher that husband and wife, they live in so much of peace and harmony. Their relation is so good. Just last year, 
we celebrated our 60th wedding anniversary. 60th wedding anniversary, doing so happily. So they must be a good example to the people. There's a wrong impression created in India, especially in India, that Buddha's teaching is not good for us because it's only for the monks. It's only for the nuns, not for the householders. Totally wrong. His teaching is for everybody. Of course, those who take robes, live the householders' life, we pay respect to them because they have sacrificed all the pleasures and all the comforts of the householders' life. They have got more time to practice and this is the goal earlier. But this does not mean that the householder should not work. Householder has to work. And then, householder, how they work and how they live in a better way, an example should be there. And that is why, as a householder, we are working and she plays her role. When I am talking, she keeps on giving vibration of love and compassion. And that is why you all listen to me very calmly, quietly. <laughs> oh, same question, what role does your wife play in your life and teaching? Simply, we are companions. This is the last question. Good. <laughs> After that, I'm liberated. Very good. Lastly, please consider shortening your introductory course to a week. <laughs> Bargaining. I want 10 days and you say a week. I come from a business house, business community, business family. So I know how business people keep on bargaining. First time I met to my teacher, I told him, Sir, I am such a busy person. My business, my industry and so much of other social activities. I can't spare 10 days, it is impossible. But look, I am very intelligent also. Give me your technique, I'll practice at home. Why 10 days with you? And he just laughed. All right, one day I'll be with you and learn the technique. Rest I will do at home. He just laughed. Not possible. It requires a continuous practice. When you join an atmosphere, a place where there is least disturbance and continue to work from morning 4, 4.30 to night 9, 9.30, continuity is the secret of success though far as this technique is concerned. And that makes you within three days the mind becomes so sharp that you start feeling sensation everywhere in the body. Otherwise, not possible. And then after that, to feel different kinds of sensations. Ultimately, one reaches the stage where there is so subtle oscillation, subtle oscillation going on throughout the body throughout the mind, one should be able to feel that. Then only one can differentiate how I am disturbing my peace. So, to feel different sensations, then to train the mind to remain equanimous with the sensations, all that takes time. So, spare 10 days, don't bargain, it will be good for you. You will not miss your 10 days. Nobody up till now who has taken hundreds and thousands of people who have taken courses, not a single person has come that I wasted my 10 days. Before going, yes, people keep on thinking, 10 days, 10 days, too much for me, too much for me. But when they come to course, they say, these were the best days of my life. So make them the best days of your life. Spare 10 days and enjoy real peace, real harmony, real happiness.